For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. The Honorable Justice Stanley H.W. John has been appointed by the governor on the advice of the Judicial and Legal Services Commission to preside over the trial of the Honorable Mr. McKeeva Bush. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin reports. The trial is scheduled to commence on February 19th. Justice John was sworn in by Her Majesty the Governor Mrs. Jane Owen on February 9th of 2023 at the Government House, accompanied by the Honorable Justice Marlene Carter. Justice John is a national of Trinidad and Tobago who has had a long and, quote, illustrious career at the bar and on the bench. He was called to the bar in 1972. In 1994, he was appointed to the Trinidad and Tobago High Court and served in that role until 2002 when he was elevated to the Court of Appeal. He served as a Judge of Appeal in Trinidad until 2009. He was appointed to the Court of Appeal of the Commonwealth of the Bahamas in the same year and served on their appellate court up until 2014. Between 2016 and 2019, Justice John served as an acting judge in the Turks and Caicos Islands and the Eastern Caribbean Supreme Court. In January of 2020, he was appointed a judge of appeal of the Turks and Caicos Islands, in which capacity he continues to serve. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. A jury of seven members of the public as well as four alternates have been impaneled for the upcoming trial of former Premier and Speaker of the House of Parliament, William McKeever Bush. Mr. Bush will stand trial next Monday, the 19th of February, for 2022 charges of indecent assault and common assault. He is accused of indecently assaulting two female civil servants at an official cocktail event during a regional tourism conference at the Ritz-Carlton in September 2022. His trial is expected to run for at least a week. The murder trial for Javon James Dixon begins to wind down in Grand Court. Radio Cayman's Jeffy Ebanks has this report. Javon James Dixon could learn his fate by the end of the week. He's charged with the murder of Joven Fuentes, who was killed in 2022 near a Bodentown convenience store. Today in Grand Court, the judge discussed with the jury the route to verdict and how they would determine and weigh the facts from the prosecution's case. The prosecution also delivered their closing arguments, which they say should leave no room in the jury's mind that Javon James Dixon is guilty of murder. Javon has not taken the stand in his own defense, which the prosecution says, whilst it is his right not to take the stand, by doing so, he could have cleared his name. On Tuesday morning, the defense is scheduled to present their closing arguments with the judge's summation expected shortly after. Following the judge's summation, the jury will be sent to retire and deliberate. The case continues tomorrow at 10 a.m. Jevy Ebanks, Radio Cayman News. The two men age 21 of Georgetown and age 26 of Northside who were arrested in relation to the robbery incident in West Bay on February 8th have now been formally charged by the police. The men appeared before the court today, February 12th, answering to charges of robbery and possession of an imitation firearm with intent to commit a crime. They were remanded into custody until Friday, February 16th. 1.7 million tourists visited Cayman last year, up from just over 1 million in 2022. However, the leader of the opposition points out the 1.7 million is far below pre-pandemic levels of about 2.3 million per year back in 2019 and 2018. The Honorable Roy McTaggart says during the December budget debate, UPM leaders said they were confident the sector would make a full recovery by the end of 2023. However, With the end-of-year figures now available, it is evident that, at best, the Premier and the Minister were overly optimistic. At worst, 
They may have been asleep at the wheel while neglecting the industry's challenges entirely. Mr. McTaggart says the 2023 figures are closer to arrivals seen back in 2017. Stayover visitor numbers barely exceeded those of 2017, marking a 15% drop from 2019. Cruise numbers hit their lowest since 2001, plummeting by 31% compared to 2019. The leader of the opposition says these figures, quote, signal a need for action. The minister must unite the government and the private sector to devise a robust plan for the future of our tourism sector. Mr. McTaggart says his side, quote, stands ready to collaborate with the Premier and Minister for Tourism. Radio Cayman has reached out to the Minister for comment. You can find all the arrival statistics online at visitcaymanislands.com. The Department of Environment speaks out about recent storm damage, stressing the need for consistency by planning officials for all proposed coastal development with regards to setbacks. On February 6th, the Cayman Islands experienced a nor'wester with high seas and near-gale force winds, with many coastal properties taking damage. This prompted the Department of Environment to take a look at their previous technical reviews for a number of those properties. To organize this information, the DOE has created a map which shows the department's original technical review and how the review was used in planning decisions related to coastal development. Along with the map is some of the recently circulated media showcasing the extent of the damage. The results show how critically important it is to take into account all factors which contribute to the vulnerability of a particular location to storms and waves. Environmental data can give us key information about how to build safely and sustainably. Lauren Dombowski with the DOE's Environmental Management Unit tells Radio Cayman, at a minimum, coastal type, elevation, location, and the presence of deep water close to shore should be considered until Cayman's planning regulations are amended to include a coastal setback map based on those measures. It is our sincere hope that the Ministry of Sustainability and Climate Resiliency's proposal for a fixed coastal setback reference line be considered for immediate implementation. This line would be based on long-term scientific data rather than a single point in time. It would help guide future developments. Until we have that, the coastal setback should be treated as a minimum without variances to build closer to the sea. For more information or to access the map, head to the DOE's Facebook page. Two new East End subdivisions and a West Bay preschool are just a few of the items set for review at tomorrow's Central Planning Authority meeting. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has the breakdown. On the agenda is an application for a 138-lot subdivision from High Rock 67 Limited for their proposed East End development. The property is vacant and the proposal is to create 136 new residential lots, one parcel as lands for public purposes and one road parcel. The CPA will discuss several potential issues with the development, including the northern portion being located within the East End Waterlands. There have also been issues flagged with regards to lot width, the size of the LPP, and the roads being proposed within the development. The area is primary habitat classified as seasonally flooded mangrove forests and woodlands, according to the Department of Environment. This will be followed by another 184-lot subdivision pitch, this one by Invicta Construction on Austin Connolly Drive in East End. The application site falls within the natural distribution range of the blue iguanas that were released into the Collier's Wilderness Reserve, and blues are a locally protected species. Here as well, the CPA will discuss issues related to the waterlands, lots, a concern from an ejector, lot areas, and road concerns. The CPA will also hear a pitch for a preschool on Birch Tree Hill in West Bay. 
with specific issues to be discussed, including suitability, number of parking spaces, and a, quote, lack of security with fencing. The last appearance scheduled for the meeting is by Bond Crape LTD for an after-the-fact land clearing and road construction on Sunnyfield Road and Northside. In their written comments, the DOE says this after-the-fact road is, quote, exceptionally environmentally damaging, having destroyed multiple protected species and having the potential to continuously adversely affect the wild blue population in perpetuity. I'm Carsley Fuller. The full agenda for tomorrow's public meeting is available online at planning.ky. The annual agriculture show is this Wednesday, February 14th, so expect traffic delays while traveling in the Lower Valley area. Police say they expect most delays will take place mid-morning to early afternoon and the public is encouraged to utilize the shuttle service which will be located at the Spotstock, Jason Avenue and Savannah SDA on Shamrock Road and Hague Baden Sports Complex in Baden Town. To assist with traffic flow, there will be an extra lane added between Homestead Crescent and Daniel Drive and between Agricola Drive and Wilty Drive from 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. for use by motorists attending the agriculture show. And that's your evening news for Radio K-Man. I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.